0: peace everyone this is the podcast dignity and respect i'm tommy and this is my wife i'm Lori. good day greetings today will be season two episode four cults we believe this subject is very poignant in the situation that our country is in at the moment so we have different uh perspectives of what we believe cults are so i think i'm going to take off and start off with this okay is that okay with you sweetheart of course and then you jump in um Cults consist of a cult leader. Even if they're married, there's only one person, the cult leader. Below the cult leader are the higher-ups. Below the higher-ups are the soldiers. Below the soldiers are the followers. So the cult leader lays out the rules. The higher-ups make sure that the organization runs correctly. The soldiers keep all the followers in line to make sure what is going on. The followers, of course, the ones who give all the money to the cult leader. And that's how they become very, very wealthy. Father Divine has been a very controversial figure. Some called him a religious leader. Some called him a cult leader. But some cults take their followers and themselves, the leaders, to their death. Father Divine wasn't like that. Father Divine, in 1925, during the height of the Depression, brought in many followers. He came in speaking as the messenger and would speak messages of the New Testament. But he realized that religion really wasn't what these people needed. What the followers needed and the people to start listening to him was guidance. Guidance in how to change their station in life. It was bad enough that all the Caucasians had lost everything in the Depression, but the African Americans were even a level below that. So many of the followers said, well, who's gonna help us, who's gonna help us? And Father Divine said, no one is gonna help us. We need to help ourselves. We need to put our little nickels together, what we have, and start feeding ourselves to start with. After that, what we need to do is learn how to grow food and feed one another. At that time, as the followers started gathering, they would put together enough nickels that they could actually buy a farm in Ulster County, New York. And they would start learning how to grow their own food and how to feed themselves. Whatever was left over was taken in the town and sold to the local establishments that were owned by Caucasians. Could be restaurants, could be hotels, could be grocery stores. Within a few years, that concept and the idealistic views of Father Divine went from one farm, to a dozen farms and later after that a couple dozen farms and as they started growing and growing and feeding themselves and creating more produce they started selling much more material the followers would come back to father divine say father we can't go into the barber shops they won't let us in there father divine said let's put our nickels together and buy a barber shop he taught the followers below him What it was to create cooperatives by pooling their money together and purchasing establishments that they weren't allowed to go in. Hotels, restaurants, gas stations, barbershops, just keep on going. And they started purchasing it. Between 1925 and 1935, during the height of the Depression, my adoptive father, Father Divine, became one of the wealthiest African Americans in American history. He was flown around by a Tuskegee Airman in his private plane. He had his own airstrip. The followers had a custom-built 1935 Duesenberg, built for him specially, called his throne car. The difference between a cult and a religion is when a cult leader dies, the re- the cult is dead. That is, It's all over. Even though it was a, a different kind of religious organization, but when that leader dies, the cult dies. same happened with the Peace Mission Movement. Unlike a religion, when a pastor dies or a priest dies or a preacher, they just bring in another individual, and that individual takes over and takes over the congregation. And, uh, Sweetheart, do you want to interject anything right
1: yeah, here? Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in. Uh, my personal perspective and view on what a cult could be defined as It mirrors mostly what you talk about, but I also have some personal experience with participation in a group that some people do consider to be a cult. So before I go into my personal perspective, I just would like to read something uh, taken off of the internet. This is from the American Psychology Association. A religious or quasi-religious group Characterized by unusual or atypical beliefs, seclusion from the outside world, and an authoritarian structure, cults tend to be highly cohesive, well-organized, secretive, and hostile to non-members. In my experience with what I've learned about Father Divine and the peace mission movement that he began, he was more... Of a religious movement than a cult. However, there certainly were areas, pardon me, areas where it crossed over. Something else that I'm taking uh, to read off of the internet is one thing to keep in mind when looking through the traits of a cult is that a cult and a religious movement are not the same thing. Most religious movements do not isolate their practitioners from family, engage in love bombing, encourage illegal and dangerous behaviors, or attempt to strongly control their members. Some cults position themselves as religious groups, but the distinction is important. From the 30 years that Tommy and I have been together, where I have had the opportunity to research as much as possible as to who father divine was who mother divine was what the peace mission movement was all about my perspective is that when father divine began he was a preacher he was a man of the cloth and he felt that by spreading the word that he believed to be the word of god it was taking care of people regardless of the color of their skin regardless of their age what they did or did not do for a living. He was just a man of the cloth. When he went to Harlem and found a position there where he was able to preach and began, as you mentioned, Tommy, he would ask people for donations. And with those pennies and nickels that were contributed, rather than taking them away, he would take them and say, with your nickel and your nickel, we can put them together, we can buy eggs, we can buy flour, the water is free, and we can bake bread and feed at least a dozen people. And this very simple concept grew and grew and grew. He then, very Father Divine, very quickly realized as his popularity grew, He realized that there was also a need that needed to be filled, and that was for domestics, people that worked in the homes of the very wealthy Americans living in New York. That would be politicians and celebrities, and there are many. There's documented stories that are in the Library of Congress on how many people benefited from the, it was called the Busy Bee Employment Agency that Father Devine. Uh, led. And he would put people to work. And because of Father Divine's tenets, the beliefs that he felt uh, people had to agree to, the followers said, no drinking, no smoking, no swearing, uh, certainly no stealing, no undue mixing of the sexes, no giving, receiving of gifts, presents, tips, or bribes people that were part of Father Divine's movement, if you will, they really lived those words. They weren't just empty words. They lived those words. And so when he created the Busy Bee Employment Agency, the people that hired domestics from the Busy Bee knew that they could leave jewelry out. They didn't have to worry about uh, any of the people coming to work and clean their home were going to drink their booze or steal anything from them. Instead, they knew that these people were going to arrive on time, if not early. They would put in a full day's work, and the amount of money that they were paid was relatively very little compared to an 8-hour or 10-hour grueling day of work. And again, with Father Divine's guidance, People pooled their money and were able to create a self-contained world so that people of color who were not welcome, as Tommy said in those days of segregation, they were not welcome or permitted to enter uh, places where they could clean their clothes, where they could shower or live. Father Divine guided these people into uh, an environment where it was self-contained. My perspective is that that started people saying, this man must be God on earth, because nothing and no one else could possibly create this environment for us to live so peacefully and comfortably.
0: (coughs) Excuse me. So let me go back in time. 1925, The majority of Father Divine's followers were female African-Americans that had left their families, left their husbands, joined the movement. The ratio was probably four to one, four women to one man. At that time, the Caucasians hadn't really come into the situation of what was going on. But as the movement grew, Father Divine divided the way that people would live. So the followers would live, females would live in one building, the males would live in another. No, there was no sex supposed to be sex, no relationships. If you had a husband and wife that joined the movement, they split you up and you went in different buildings. That he thought would keep the sexual prowess that people have down and give these women who had left their families and their husbands the freedom to start doing whatever they wanted. So most of the higher positions within Father Divine's movement were always 95% women, 5% men. Those hotels and everything he had started growing to around the world where his following just became huge. A cult leader and a cult they have walls that surround them. The walls sometimes are physical and invisible or just invisible. It's an area, a zone that they believe that the outside world has nothing to do with them. They create their own laws, their own rules within the movement and think that everything on the outside is completely wrong. Some cult leaders bring the best out of people to be the best they can. Other cult leaders bring the worst out of people. And just through mentioning things, because they never put it in writing, go ahead, sweetheart, you want to chime in? Yeah, I just
1: want to very quickly add to what you're saying, that Father Divine's, uh, I believe, methods and ways of being, his intention was to make life better for everyone, everyone around him. And certainly being a victim of circumstance of sort the world that that began to uh surround him because of his actions and behavior where he made this life something wonderful for people who had nothing and as we know from again research the underground railroad sent those messages and messages quickly spread to the Deep South where people, no one was working. Everyone was in a terrible, terrible dire straits. And people, uh, mostly women though, of color, were going and getting as quickly as they could up to Harlem to get a job with the busy bee. Because again, uh, people weren't working and even people, uh, white people, no one was working. Father Divine also, I want to say quickly, he established, as I've learned, some of the first soup kitchens and fed people. It didn't matter the color of your skin, again, it didn't matter to him your age, what you did or didn't do. He wanted you to be fed. Now, granted, his only requirement was that while you ate, You listened to him preach. So of course, Tommy has a perspective on what that does while you're eating and having words preached to you. But all I'm pointing out is that Father Divine provided uh, the most basic, of needs for people for survival. And because of that, I I truly believe that people were saying, he must be God on earth. He's a man of the cloth. He's been preaching to us and talking to us about the word of God. Uh, And I believe that it became, uh, it just took on a life of its own. He must be God. And I think that Father Divine chose to not say, I'm not God, and you'll not find anywhere where he says, I am God. He speaks as God, and his, his sermons speak of God. Uh, but he, I believe, his intentions were tr- just truly uh, all good, meant to take care of people, raise their levels of life. And he never said, you can no longer have uh, any contact with, quote, the outside world. It became a self-contained world, but whereas cults actually, the the true definition of cults that I can find in many different uh, online, whether it's Britannica or The Guardian, et cetera, et cetera, or definitions in encyclopedias and dictionaries, cults actually keep people from communicating at all with anyone outside of their uh, enclosed world. I don't believe that that was what Father Divine's methods were. In fact, he wanted people to, from the outside world, quote-unquote, to be part of his environment, and that's why when he had banquets, he would invite people from Uh, Many different walks of life, and especially politicians and celebrities, they really enjoyed being part of that.
0: Okay, one thing Father Divine did not like to do was proselytize his religion. In other words, sell his religion. As you know, some people out there go out there and knock on your door to sell the religion. He didn't do that. When Father Vines first started, most of his followers were women, African-American. But between 1925 and 1935, many Caucasians who were having the same issues as the African-Americans were, joined the movement. And at banquets that could be anywhere from 25 people to eventually 1,000 people, right, would sit at the banquet tables like piano keys. And you would look, you'd see an African-American, a Caucasian, African-American, a Caucasian. And that's what I always thought, they looked like piano keys. Lori's spouting the good stuff of, of of what a cult could possibly do, but there is something that all cults have. And the, the people who are just the followers that give all their money to this leader, the way that they think that they can move up the ladder within the movement is by snitching on one another. So if somebody had an affair, oh, Brother Thomas was with Sister Mary, and I saw them and they think because of this that maybe they'll get a car, they'll get a better place to live, something will change within their life among the religion. But that's really not the way it happens. They stay in the same station of life right there because that cult is like a pyramid. Like I said, cult leader, higher ups, soldiers, followers. Father Divine's message got around the world and like Laurie said, he didn't come out saying he was God. He was the messenger, giving messages of God, but being idealistic like he was and the idealistic views that he had were raising the stations of people's lives that had nothing. These people that were in the depression and starving for food were now having these lavish banquets and they were African-American. People couldn't believe what was going on. So all of that was incredible, but Let me give a relation to the current situation that we're in in the world. We have a person who is a cult leader. That cult leader at the moment is bringing out the worst in everybody in this country. And that worst is dividing the country. We are not the United States of America. We're the divided states of America, where actually some states can change all their laws and erase American history a race people that aren't of the same gender, uh, 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 they're, they're, they're gay, LGBTQ, something about their really is different and they're shunned on. You're not supposed to shun on anyone. We're all together in this together. We're one country. We're one country of people that are immigrants from every other country in the world. It wasn't like Caucasians were here uh, when the caveman was here or when the Native American Indians. No, they came in here and started taking over what was going on. I understand why Caucasians are so angry They believe that their race is being diminished of what is going on right now, but that's not the way it's supposed to be. We're all supposed to mingle like a puzzle, pieces of a puzzle that make us the United States of America. And we've all come here from other countries or our forefathers came here from other countries to get a better life and freedom from the oppression that they had in other countries. And now here we are in our own country creating it. Give me an effing break. I am so sick of seeing what's going on. We are not a bunch of sheep like we're acting right at the moment. America gone wild. Look at these flash mob burglaries. Look at people killing themselves. Look at mass shootings. And they still want to allow assault weapons. I have an assault weapon. If the government wanted it, I would give it up. In a millisecond. Go ahead, sweetheart.
1: Okay, sweetheart, you... You tend to, once you get going, actually, that leads me to what I was going to say. I wanted to kind of back up a few steps and talk about how, I'm going to use an analogy. When an avalanche starts in a mountain filled with snow, and something starts to roll down the hill, and it just continues and grows and grows and grows, and can uh, cover an entire town, say, in uh, you know, in the Alps or something, that, to me, is what happened with the Peace Mission Movement in its early days. There was just such tremendous success, and in those early years and decades of Father Divine's Peace Mission Movement, there wasn't anything really uh, ex- excessive that anyone could say that was bad. Other than no undue mixing of the sexes, which if I ever had an opportunity to ask Father Divine anything, the one question I would ask him is that, why did you do that? Why did you insist that men and women be separated? Men in one building, women in another, or men on one side of the banquet table, women on the other side of the banquet table? Because it did promote behavior that uh, is is in some cases deeply troubling. But because of the, to me, because of the success that he had, it attracted people that maybe didn't really share Father Divine's visions for a perfect world, a world of uh, dignity and respect and racial equality. Uh, Instead, what they saw was an opportunity for them to dig their feet and pause into a very successful organization and knowing that father divine's age was continuing he nobody stops aging they were able to position themselves strategically position themselves to utilize father divine's success and worldwide following to do things that I don't think Father Divine would have approved of because they were against the the ideals that he had for a as perfect a world as possible where the color of your skin didn't matter to Father Divine. I think that as things continued on, he also, I have an expression, you've heard me say this, We as business owners, we have eyes on 24 spots on our head and inevitably something will happen in our business where we don't have an eye and we have to rely on our clients or guests to tell us about something that's happening that is not the way that you and I want our business to run. I think that in the case of the peace mission movement, there was so much going on. It wasn't just one restaurant. It wasn't just one hotel. It wasn't one uh, uh, bridal shop—not bridal shop, excuse me—dress shop, or grocery store, or barber shop, or garage. He had hundreds hundreds of businesses that were ongoing, doing very well, and he had to rely on people that either he put into positions of authority or that simply managed to put themselves into positions of authority. He had to rely on them to run the business as best as he would. And it didn't always happen that way. And as time went on and we come forward to the late 50s, that's exactly what Jim Jones was looking at now. Jim Jones, there is no question. Nobody anywhere, I uh, nobody can deny or question that Jim Jones was a cult megalomaniac.
0: I know where Lori's going, and this is going to take. We can't do this in one episode. This cult is going to have to be two episodes.
1: Okay, but, but let me just finish one okay. quick thought here. And it was Father Divine's ability for foresight, because he had tremendous foresight. Uh, way back when, he knew that his ability, to he had charisma, he was intelligent, and he he uh, was able to work with people as opposed to manipulating people. There's a big difference with guiding people and manipulating them. Father Divine guided people. He guided you. He guided many of them. Jim Jones, however, was a manipulator, and to me, that is the truest definition of cult. I'm not going to deny that there weren't aspects of the peace mission movement that took on characteristics that we do associate with a cult, but I do not believe that Father Divine initially, all the way through to his death, was a cult leader,
0: Manipulator is 100% correct. A cult leader might say that, you know what? That judge or that attorney or that person has been giving me a lot of problems. That's all he says. Next thing you know, somebody's making death threats or that person disappears. Just through those words. Didn't put it in writing. He just said the words. That person is bothering us. That person doesn't believe the way we believe. Whatever it is, and that person all of a sudden disappears. What I will say, and we're gonna talk about it more as Lori started bringing up Jim Jones. Uh, yes, I met Jim Jones, but we're gonna talk about that later. The most important thing is Father Divine believed in certain words. He didn't like the word hell, hello. So the word hello had the connotation of the word hell in it. And he believed why do people say hello when it's got the word hell? So he started saying the word peace. Always. Peace, everyone, peace. And nobody would ever use the word hello again. They weren't used the word ever use the word crackers again, because you know what that was in those days. They were then called soda biscuits. When Father Divine taught me The first thing he ever taught me was, Tommy, treat everybody with dignity and respect, no matter what race, creed, color, religion, or station in life. Be a voice for those who have no voice and take care of the elderly. I have lived by that code my whole life. Dignity and respect, morals and values. That's what this country is missing. And we're going to talk about it on the next episode. Well, everybody, as Father Divine and some of the rappers in Harlem used to say, The peace word came from Father Divine. So, this is Tommy saying, peace out. Peace, everyone.